one from Massachusetts, one from New York, talking sports right here on a Tuesday morning. It's time for another edition of WTBR Sports Talk. It's just to be heard right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. Give us a call today, 413-445-5943. Let's go. When is Aaron Judge going to be signed? All you gotta do is move. Yeah. Don't let Ralph be like you did too. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk, exclusively heard right here on 89.7 FM, WTBR, Robbie Zucker and Sean Cronin. On the other side of the glass, good morning, sir, how are you? I'm glad you're on the other side of the glass in case, you know, I said something that would offend you and you have to, you know, try to come across and smack me upside the face, uh, Will Smith style, you know? Oh, oh God, wasn't that crazy the other night? Oh, my God. The internet was full of me. That was so weird. That was so great. That was so weird. It's funny. I turned on I turned on ESPN Radio yesterday and the Michael K show. And at first, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to talk some sports. And they started talking about the Academy Awards for like half an hour. I'm like, maybe there just wasn't that much going on in the world of sports besides football, baseball, basketball, hockey, and other things. But, you know, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Chris Rock going like this, talking up a storm, you know. I didn't know Ali, too, was, uh, you know, that there were tryouts for it. I mean, that's Will Smith looked like he was trying out for Ali, too. I mean, come I on. mean. And, and, and Rock didn't move. I mean, Rock just took it, man. That's why he's Chris Rock, right? He Boom. Just, I just got the bleep smacked out of oh my by God. I know. I was like, what? It was hilarious. <laughs> but it was such, it was, first of all, it was ridiculous. But I mean, you know, it was a, not to go into a pontification about this particular subject, but I mean, it was so uncalled for to walk up and do that. It was a stupid thing he said. But I mean, you know, the funny thing is Smith was laughing at the joke. Right. And the next thing he did, he walked up and punched him because I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, I thought, did somebody edit something out? Did I miss something? You know, so. Did you see his wife's dress? I didn't get much of a it look like, at it. It looked like she was dragging a tarp behind her. <laughs> uh, it was one of the most ridiculous looking things I've ever seen. I, it's, I oh, didn't realize boy. she was bald or whatever she was. I mean, it was very strange. But She's uh, got, I can't remember the name of the disease yeah. she has, but spots of her hair would, would come out. And, right, and they right, say right. Chris Rock didn't know that. Yeah. And, you know, he thought it was funny, like G.I. Jane, and that's kind of almost a compliment because, like, Demi Moore, you know, was G.I. Jane number one. But right, right, right. You got you really got to be careful <laughs> with what you say these days. Absolutely. And, you know, G.I. Jane too, man. That's and, really good. And I, I guess their feud goes back to 2016 when he was ah. saying some things about Will Smith. So well, Will Smith was supposed to be a nice guy. I was happy for him that he won, but, I mean, you know, he should have won for a lot of other things. Muhammad Ali and concussion. I mean, the guy's a tremendously talented guy. The Academy's so. now mad at him. Imagine, imagine being the intern that has to go knock on his door and say, uh, Mr. Smith, we're going to have to take that award back from you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Man, I can't wait to hear from Ralph today because obviously Ralph being an actor, I'd, I'd like to see his his take on this particular thing. But anyway, 413-445-5943. I got to start with this whole Aaron Judge situation. I mean, you know, Cashman, I'm mad enough at him as it is. He's done absolutely zippity doo in the offseason. They didn't go after Story. They didn't go after Seager. They didn't go after Correa. They didn't go and make a trade for Olsen. They didn't go after anybody, you know, and you knew they weren't getting Freddie Freeman. Forget that nonsense, okay? This is what they do. They go out and get Josh Donaldson, a 36-year-old, right? They go out and sign Rizzo for two years with an option to year leave after a year, 
and to opt out. And you got the best player on the team waiting for a contract. It was supposed to be done Sunday. Get it done already. This is the face of the franchise. And also the same thing in, the, in Boston. You know, with Devers. With Devers. Get it done. I just, I'm so what afraid. What I'm so afraid that Devers is going to turn into Mookie Betts. He's yeah. a free agent after next year, and then Heim Bloom's going to go, nah, I got to trade him. You know, just you just paid out all that money for Trevor Story. Oh, and by the way, Josh Donaldson is this the thirty-six year old injury prone third base Josh yeah. Donaldson that they still owe fifty million dollars? Yeah, to? who was the MVP seven years ago? And they picked up his entire contract. And we have Marwin Gonzalez too. Wow, wow, Marwin Gonzalez hit two twelve for the Red Sox last year. I mean, year. Aaron Boone's like, well, you know, Marwin's doing really well so far. I'm like, glad Aaron. Hey, Aaron Boone, I can't stand Aaron Boone. I mean, the more I listen to Aaron Boone, the more nauseated I get. Because you know he's full of crap most of the time when he talks about stuff. It's like he just puts like this really like, you know, sweet, you know, icing on the cake every time when you realize that there's a lot of question marks with this team. Who's behind Cole? Tell me all the guys. Nestor Cortez? Okay. Severino? What's he going to be? Why can't the Yankees go out? I mean, the Mets went out and got Max Scherzer to go behind the best pitcher in baseball. Mets, okay. The Mets are World Series favorites on paper. I mean, honestly, I mean, and, and, they, and they go out against Sterling Marte, who's playing center field for the Yankees. Oh, Aaron Hicks, right? How long is it going to take before he gets hurt? I mean, honestly, I mean, go and get this done with Aaron Judge. I as, mean, as I say weekly, uh, Brett Gardner's still out there. Oh, my God. And Michael Conforto is still out there. Why can't the Yankees go sign Michael Conforto as a, as a fourth outfielder? Is he, and a, left what about, is he a lefty? A yes, yes, yes. He would be perfect. Right. And what about perfect. what about Esteban Florial? What, what when is Esteban Florial ever going to uh, emerge as a as a guy who's been in their farm system for years and obviously they've done nothing uh, to to say, "Hey, we're, we have confidence in you. You're going to be part of our team this year." I have no idea. What does it come down to with judges? Is it coming down to, to to dollars and years? Like, does he want more years? I, well, he might. They might ask for six years. I would give him five at this point. I mean, it's th- he's, he's not looking be, for he's, ten. He's thirty. He's going to be thirty, right? So yeah, okay. Oh, he is thirty already. He's going to be thirty. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, but you got to sign him. What are you going to do? You going to let him walk? You know who's going to pick him up next year if he walks? Take a guess. The twins. No. <laughs> yeah, the twins. Right. Yeah, those big spending guys. Hey, they gave. Hey, look, they Korea. gave Korea money. That's you know? what I mean. The Dodgers. Oh my God. No, the Mets. I mean, Steve Cohen will throw him money. Yeah. I mean, don't. I mean, don't the Mets. Don't the Mets need a right field? They got Mark Connor this year. Who's better, Mark Connor or Aaron Judge? Uh, you know? Mark Connor. No, def- yeah, definitely Aaron yeah, Judge. Definitely, definitely, definitely Aaron. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I, Cashman's driving me crazy. Uh, he really is. I mean, I, I mean, you, you know, and, and it's not like it's not like the Yankees are, you know, you know, relying on their great farm system. I mean, look at all the players they got. They DFA'd, Red, you know, Red Thunder. I mean, they got rid of Clint Frazier's gone. They got nothing for him. Greg Bird is now obviously signed a minor league deal with the Toronto Blue Jays to try to make a comeback. I mean, they they just they went through the baby bombers in 2017, and since then it's been a hodgepodge. They, and they have a huge contract with Stanton that nobody wants. I know Stan had a good year last year. I, I understand, but I mean, still, I mean, it's a feast or famine team. It's not like you have a lot of contact on this team. What blew my mind? It's old. The, what blew my mind in the Donaldson trade was that you guys gave up Urshela. Yeah, I, I love think he's Gio. a very very versatile player. Well, he is, and he's also a very good clutch hitter as well. Right. But then you got back more right-handed bats, too. You got back Falafa, who I like. He's a good player, but he's right-handed. Donaldson is right-handed. So here's your two. I laughed the other day. You got to check this out. The lineup of the Yankees was leading off was Josh Donaldson. Guess who was hitting second? You're going to laugh. I don't know. He's left-handed. Rizzo. No. Worse. Um, I don't know. I'll give you a hint. He hit 199 last year, and at 160 for the Yankees. Oh, oh, Gallo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Gallo. Gallo. How are you, Gallo? He's the one that the other day said, I, how am I supposed to hit a home run or a double when they put six guys in, in right field? He's one of those anti-shifters. I'm, I'm an anti-shifter, too. Oh, but. absolutely. You know what? I, I heard calls in the other shows yesterday talking about why they should keep the shift. Please, no more shifting. And why wouldn't it be? Why couldn't it be this year? Why do they have to go? Well, we'll wait to next year to see what we do. Since managers really have to make adjustments and all this nonsense, that's such BS. We know that, you know. Four one three four four five five nine four three. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin here at our Tuesday spot at ten minutes after ten, right here at WTBR eighty nine point seven FM. Yeah, talking a little baseball. We're also talking a little basketball, football, hockey. Uh, the Celtics last night almost won. With none of their starters. <laughs> without Brown, right? Without Brown, without, without Tatum. Tatum. And then they're Robert, still, they're, Robert's hurt right now. Robert Williams is hurt. Uh, that's going to miss loss. several weeks with a meniscus tear. He was he broke out this year. I mean, he's aver- he was averaging a double-double a game. Yeah, he's a good player. He's, he's a, a really good player. player. And they're in first place, which is unbelievable. Separated by, like, like I think it's <laughs> like four teams, but like half, what, half a... Uh, now half a game. It's like point five, point five, point five. You see everybody back. There's like a cluster f of uh, of teams controlling there. Now they're the, the four top. seed again after 36 hours. After 36 the hours, but you know yeah. what? It doesn't matter. The thing is, if they're healthy and, and they have those guys playing well, they, there's no doubt about it that they can make a run uh, in that in that in that uh, conference. Dick, Dick. Up there's our phone lines. <laughs> so that's good to know. So let's go to our phone lines. All right, here we are. Good morning on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello. Robbie, Sean, Yo, Ralph, Ralphie boy, we were waiting for you. We were talking about oh, Chris Rock. Well, you know the, sh- the, you know what you can do with that shift. You can stick it where the sun doesn't shine because that's ruining baseball. Absolutely. <laughs> we were talking about Chris Rock, <laughs> and I said to said to Sean, you know, I've got to hear Ralph's opinion on this one. Well, well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> Here, here's the most here's the most outrageous part of that whole ordeal, and you tell me if you agree. Now, I, you, you call the, first of all, he's screaming, get, get your effing, let my effing wife's name out of your mouth. He's screaming from his seat. Yeah. Everybody's deaf, deaf, they're silent. You hear a crowd, you, you hear nothing, and there's, you know, enormous amount of people there. He's screaming. Then when he approaches the, the stage, he's going, he songs up there, hauls off and gives... If anybody thinks that was fake or, or staged, they're wrong. I this thought was it was real, for a second. Right? I didn't see it live. So, G- Gives him a shot. But here's the most outrageous part, Sean, uh, Robbie. He, he goes back and skates. He sits down in his seat. Nobody asks him to leave. Nobody right. tells him he's right. arrested. Nobody tells him anything at all. Do you know why? Because he was due to receive uh, an award later that evening. That's why. He should have received the award for, like, most, like, insane reaction to something. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And Rock, just, he punched him. It's like, <laughs> punch went right up Chris's face. Like, he just kept going. He's well, like, he didn't punch him. He slapped him. Oh, he slapped him. Open over. hand slapped him. Okay, but it like, looked like a yeah. punch. It looked like, you know what it looked like, Ralph, when I was in acting uh, class in college? And you had the slap thing, but you made it look like a punch, but it was a slap, you know? When you're like fake fighting, and we, that's what and it we can't like. help it, Chris. And we can't help it, Chris. Right now, for the <laughs> other side of the story, right? Yeah. Chris Rock's uh, comments were despicable. That, you know, he's talking about a woman that went through a terrible cancer ordeal, and this is the reason why her head is. Yeah, it was a terrible. It was stupid. It of is. You know, ha- had that been Cindy, for instance, I wrote this on my Facebook page. I yeah. saw had that. that. I was going to leave had, it to you. Yeah. Had that been, had that been Cindy. 
and had he spoke disparagingly about her, I would have gotten him aside and made sure that he would never say that again and express my displeasure at him doing it. But never in a million years get up at the Academy Awards stage and, and take a poke at him. Never in a million years. That's not my mo. You know. Oh no! It was, it was, it was a really classless thing to say. You know. 1014 Aaron WTBR uh, joined, of course, by Ralph Romeo on his regular Tuesday spot here with us. Yeah, I just, uh, it's, I watched it. I was just couldn't believe that he got out of his seat, though. And then I really thought he punched him. And, and he's like, he's like, Will Smith just punched the crap out of me. <laughs> like, well, it was just like a punch. It was really forceful. It looked like a punch. It, it, it wasn't a little, a little brush. He really got him. And, you know, Chris Rock with his dumb face, he turned... I saw the video. He looks at him with this goofball kind of <laughs> smirk. You guys, it just such a way. You know, he's not funny anymore because he's been he's been destroyed by the PC crowd. He can't go where he wants to I go, com- comedy wise. Look at Dave Chappelle. So he's not really going that on, funny right? anymore, if you notice. Yeah. And so, so he comes out with something like this, very controversial. And what does he get? He gets a slap in the face immediately. He'll never do anything controversial ever again. You know. <laughs> When he said it was the greatest night in television, I was cracking up. Though I didn't see, I didn't see it. I, I tried to record the uh, the Oscars, and I, and I, you know, I really didn't see any films this year and stuff. And obviously, I follow the film so much, but this year it just wasn't much for me. But uh, half the people I talked to said that if they didn't know that happened, they never would have even known the Oscars were on. They're like they get like the worst. They went from like what five years ago, forty three million people, to this year fourteen. Yeah, million it's a, people it's a, it. it's all it's, it's dying. awful. It's, it's dying really, yeah, show. it's really dying out. But anyway, you know, this whole I was talking to. Uh, Sean about this whole Aaron Judge thing, and I watched the Yankees the other day. They got Joey Gallo hitting second. <laughs> there's a contact. There's a contact guy. You want in front of Aaron Judge, huh? There's a contact guy. When I think of a when I think of a second place hitter, I think of Felix Mion. Right. Remember, you would come up and you go, yep, when I was a kid, I watched the Mets and they'd do the Felix the Cat thing, and he would choke up on the bat. Remember choking up on the bat, Ralph? Remember those days? He had more. Bat Rizzo on the does. Rizzo end. does choke he, up in the bat. I will say that for Rizzo. He had more bat on the opposite end than he did on the <laughs> other end. He, he choked up so much. I think when I think of a you know in my in my era of a set of a number two hitter, I think of Dustin Pedroia. I think of a number yeah, two hitter. Much. I think of Derek Jeter behind Chuck Knobloch when the Yankees were winning championships. But I mean, Chuck Knobloch who liked to throw balls into the stands right. and hit old ladies in the face. Yeah. <laughs> they have no t- Ralph. They have no table setters. The Yankees and 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 you know I've had this argument with Michael Kay about about uh, DJ LeMay who uh, he's like Rob. He's a legitimate leadoff hitter. He hit all these home runs. I said Michael, does he scare you when he's on the base paths? No. Does he go first to third consistently? Is he is he is he put fear into a pitcher when the pitcher's on the mound that something's going to happen? I mean, Mookie Betts, there's a legitimate leadoff guy who can do everything for you. There are guys out there. Sterling Marte, there's a guy the Mets signed. Center field is a legitimate leadoff guy. Okay, he's right-handed, but I still would have taken him over anything that Aaron Hicks produces. Oh, Aaron Hicks is a switch hitter. How do you hitter. have a team? How do, Rep, Robbie, how yeah. do you have a team with a right-field porch at Yankee Stadium and fill in Filled the team with right-handed. Players. I know it's, and what, what, it's ridiculous, and it's not only the, it's not only the fact they have more right-handed hitters. It's about contact. You know, you look at the teams in the nineties that, that the Yankees had. All those guys, with the exception of maybe Tino and Posada, line drive contact hitters, singles, doubles, triples. This team feast or famine. They get up, up, strike out, strike out, strike out, strike out. And that's what the Yankees are now. And there were better well, defensive. I got in touch with Malu. I got in touch with Malusa. Yeah, I just you. wrote to. I, oh, yeah, I just wrote to him last night. So, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He's, he's gonna. And I got. I got a couple of others. Uh, I'm rounding up for you. I just had thanks. a lot of. 
the usual a lot, suspects. A lot to do this week. I got a little, I got a little uh, distracted. But yeah. and, and Cindy's listening to the program. She oh. loves you guys. Thanks. I'm not just saying that. Thanks. We love her. She's, she she needs to you. talk on the radio. She has such a great voice. Very sultry, you know. So oh, she's got a great. She oh got my a great, god. She got the sexiest voice. Oh my in god. By far. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the sexiest voice in Vantage. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, in New York City, she won Sexiest Voice of the Year, and then she, when we moved to Wantage, they held another competition, and she won that too. Well, we've got to get we got to get her to do like a like a answering service for us and stuff. <laughs> Why? Well, oh yeah, I'm going to do Hi, that old fashioned voicemail, like with the, with, and, and she'll say hello. You've reached the Romeo residence. <laughs> she could do the plug for it. Like when I call your radio, when I call your station, and she answers the phone. She says, "You want to speak to Ralph?" I'm like. I don't know. Maybe I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who wants to speak to me? After yeah, what's his right? Voice, exactly right? after her. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I mean, second banana. I mean, so uh, anyway. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the way it goes. You're so shallow. You're so shallow. Oh no, not that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shallowly well, you know, balding. When you talk about when you talk about the Yankees, you're talking about, as I mentioned, I think last week, you're talking about an owner that really doesn't care about winning. I mean, it comes down to it. You don't want to pay these guys king a king's ransom when they don't deserve it, but sometimes he doesn't even make a play for these high high price. But you um, know what, though? Um, uh, people. They've spent $254 million. The thing is, it's not so much, it's not so much how, I, I understand. It's really, it's, really, it's really Cashman. If I give you, Ralph, if I give you $254 million, let me tell you something. You could have been a better, better team on the field that he's put on the field for $254 million. The Cole signing, the Stanton trade, those are killing them right now in terms of salary. So, you know, but still, I mean, the Dodgers have no problem going over the threshold. Uh, a lot of teams don't have a problem. The Mets certainly don't have a problem. Going, they call it the Cohen, right? They call it the Cohen threshold. Now, yeah. I mean, Steve Cohen wants to win. I agree with you in some cases with Hal. Absolutely. I mean, I can't stand what they've done this season. They've done nothing. I mean, everybody that they could have gone after. Corey Seager signs with the Rangers. Freeman goes to the Dodgers. Correa goes for three years with Minnesota. Trevor Story goes to the Red Sox. I mean, the, the Yankees right now, to me, if you look legitimately, they're the, like the fourth best team in the, in the division. Boston's better than well, them, I think. Right, Sean? You think Boston's better than them? So is Toronto, and Tampa on, certainly is. Depends on the Red Sox pitching staff. Right, but right. I do love the addition of Trevor Story. Yeah, he's, he's terrific. He's going to play second base. And obviously, if, if Bogars walks next year, which I don't think he's going to, but he might, then you got Story at shortstop for the next, what, six to seven years. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I you, mean, you may have put your finger on it. They don't spend their money wisely, no. for sure. And ca- but cash, but cash is in there for a lifetime. There's, oh my God! This guy will ridiculous. never get fired. I was talking to Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer last night on their show on uh, ESPN Radio last night. I said, this guy's got a, you know, I said, between he and Brett Gardner, they got a lifetime uh, pass to Yankee Stadium. If I have to see Brett Gardner back again, I'm going to go absolutely out of my mind. You guys want to hear something funny, Ralph and Robbie both? I read yep. something this morning. Yeah. I said, Robert Kraft very upset with the lack of Patriots playoff success the last few years. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl three years ago. Wouldn't Don't you wish you had a general manager in, in, for the Yankees that acted that way? Yeah, well, that's the it way used George, to be that, that way. Sean, that's the way. That's the way George used to be. You George, know, it wouldn't be that way if George Yankees was still fans. there, right? Absolutely. George would be the envy. He used to be the envy of all Mets fans. We always wanted him on our side instead of uh, these goofball, you know, owners that the, the Mets always came up with. The Mets, the Mets had the worst regimes ever. You know, going back to McDonald. You know, you're talking about people that uh, really care. And Donald Now this guy goes to goes in the other direction, right? He's yep. throwing money around like water, and 
with the tweets and the whole works, you know, to me, I don't want to see an owner be, the, be in the forefront all the time the way he is. When you think of Mets, you think of this guy now. I want to think of Mets as our frontline pitcher, our, our outfielder, so on and so forth. I don't want to think of the owner, number one. So he's a little too much for me. What do you make of Buck Showalter? Do you like that? Do you like that move? Well, if Buck doesn't care anymore about how they wear their socks, Sean, or how they wear their caps, <laughs> and he's not involved with all this minutia, then he may do well with a modern-day ball player. I think he adjusted a little bit. But you know something? It, the nature is still there. He wears out his welcome pretty quickly, Sean. He'll be, he'll be very good in the beginning because people will toe the line and they'll They'll be very disciplined, but after a while, the present-day player will grow tired of Buck Showalter, <laughs> right. and you'll see the, the bloom come off the rose, yeah. i got to ask you something. You know, in every other sport, the coach, the manager, well, coaches, they don't wear anything you know, else but a, you know, a tie, something casual. Yep. You know, the major league manager wears a uniform. Why can't we go back to, like, Burt Schotten or Cotty Mack? You have to see <laughs> these 65-year-old men in, like, these tight... <laughs> You know, baseball uniforms look so ridiculous. Like, could you imagine, like, Red Auerbach on the sidelines for the Celtics wearing shorts and a tank top, you know, or you know, <laughs> or, the foot, or on the football field, like John Madden wearing, you know, a helmet and shoulder pads, you know, and knee pads on the sidelines. Well, it is a little stupid when they're about 50 pounds overweight. They look like hell in the uniform. It doesn't look all too great. Anyway, yeah, I'm so psyched for the uh, for the playoffs for the Rangers right now. Back to the Garden for playoffs now. It's finally finally excited. It's going to be something, you know, and I'm really psyched. And uh, it's going to be like towards the end of April. So uh, I'll tell you though, Susan, Susan was going to get tickets for my birthday for the Rangers. Goodness God, it's insane the prices of tickets there. It's nuts. I said, what are you going to spend? How, how like much a, is the average? Oh ticket? my God, a couple hundred bucks. You five hundred dollars yeah. for good seats. You'd spend a thousand dollars for a seat there. It's nuts. And then you spend for yeah. hot dogs and parking and all this other. It's ridiculous. I mean, I you know, it's fun. Like, I used to live in Erie, Pennsylvania to go see the Erie Seal, Seawolves minor league mm-hmm. baseball team or up here or, or see the Suns here in, in Pittsfield. I've, I've sang the national anthem a couple times at Wakona Park uh, at the uh, Suns games. And, you know, you go there, it's $5. It's, you know, 3 bucks for a hot dog. And you sit down. You can go with four people, you know, for, for $30. You can go for, you know, it's crazy here. Uh, it's, it's Well, so the horrible easy. part about it, Rob, is yeah. it's never going to come back. You're not going to get the old-time prices, the old-time feeling there. Yeah. Atmosphere, and it's going to stay that way. I know. It's just, it's it's so ridiculous. So. And the more three $400, million contracts these teams pay out, higher the concession prices the higher yeah. the tickets are going to go so well yeah. sean let me ask you a question let me ask you a question sean where do we stop with the salaries where, where does it end do we have a uh, you know i don't know do you have a billion dollar ball player in about 20 years where where does it end sean? well see i heard that the nationals offered juan soto a 10-year 320 million dollar contract and he turned it down because he thinks it's Scott Boris and him thinks he can do better than that. What Mike Trout's making what four hundred and forty million? How much money do you need? So it's you're, like you're, monopoly you're, money, you know, Ralph. You're right. I mean, we're, are we going to get a, a, a half a billion dollars? Are we going to go over that? I mean, and then you transfer the salary cap in, or the luxury tax in baseball to the salary cap in the NFL. How about you getting these quarterbacks now? Deshaun Watson, fifty oh, million dollars a year guaranteed. Ridiculous. And Sean, the, the worst part about it, um, baseball markets itself so poorly that you can have Mike Trout walk down the street, go unnoticed in Midtown Manhattan, never know who the guy is. 
Whereas if uh, LeBron James walked down the street, you'd sure as hell know who he was. That's the difference, you know. Although LeBron James is 6'8", but, you know, that does, <laughs> does help. <but laughs> you'll recognize, yeah, you'll... The greatest player in the game should be recognized on the street. They'll recognize LeBron James this year because the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs, so he'll be rocking around the town not playing by very much. You know, Mike, 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 so... Mike Trout's a season ticket holder at, 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 for the Philadelphia Eagles, and nobody recognizes him in the stands at the games. At the football games. Well, here's a player now. Rick Wolf told me this uh, from WSD, and he told me this. I didn't know this either. They asked him, Mike Trout, to promote um, baseball in a certain way or promote himself, get the game marketed properly, uh, let the little, uh, the young kids be more involved. This is going to be good to market to young kids. And he turned them down. He, he said, this is not my job, my obligation to do this. I'm out there to playing baseball, my obligation is to my family, so on and so forth. So he didn't want any part of being the face of baseball in that sense. So that's just his personality. And I think the marketability comes down to the commissioner, too. I mean, he doesn't encourage anybody. I mean, I think you got the dumbest commissioner in all sports in Rob Manfred. He's awful. He's awful. Yeah, he's not great. I'm not impressed. But, you know, as far as the commissioner goes, he's just kowtows to the owner's and you know, you get a guy that uh, loves baseball the way um, I think uh, Bowie Coon, Bowie Coon uh, <laughs> loves baseball. I think the Milwaukee Brewers guy went to the game again. Bud Bud Selig, Bud Selig. Bud Selig, yeah. he, he loves baseball. Course. But you know, I, I have a feeling this guy's a out and out businessman. That baseball comes second, really. Absolutely, I agree. He's just not you know the type of guy that really you know is intense about keeping the game the way it should be, and and, and obviously. You know, going what ninety plus days with this lockout. You know, this should have been resolved a lot, you know, sooner than than they than they took. But I, I'm glad they're getting the full season in, though. So, anyway, but uh, well, yeah, you, man. Well, you so, know, I, was yeah. just, I know you guys, I'm going to take off, but I want to ask one question. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. And thanks for coming uh, on, as always. You know, what now? Think of three three things that you would do. Now, aside, there may be more, but three things that you would do definitely, and it wouldn't hurt the historic nature of the game to improve baseball, make it better for young people to uh, gravitate toward. What would you do? <clears throat> Three things, and I'll let you go with that one, and I'll ask you to tune in tonight at 8 o'clock WPAT, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Ralph. Who do you got on this week? Anything going? Yeah, uh, Marilyn McCue. Oh, my God. I loved I mean, when I was a kid, I loved, the, I loved the Fifth Dimension. In fact, I saw them at Westbury Music Fair as like a seven, eight-year-old with the original, you know, lineup with uh, Lamar McLemore and uh, you know, and uh, and um, and Florence, you know, and uh, and and Billy. Yeah, it was uh, what a great, uh, what a great uh, group of great singers. Yeah, fantastic. And, and you know stuff. about those three things? She's a beautiful person. Nothing cockamamie like <laughs> starting a run. What about a pitch clock? They did no seven-inning games. I mean something that would would uh, you know make that game a, a better game well, pitch for clock for sure would be good how about, how about, that's how about, all but I'll, I'll get i'll get off and let you okay. let you chew on that all right brother i appreciate it guys no problem appreciate it yeah. thanks ralph thanks buddy tonight. lots of love man thank you thanks for calling all right that's ralph romeo right here on his regular spot on wtbr sports talk 413-445-5943 we're going to take a little break and uh, then we'll return and we'll talk about those three things and uh, see what uh, Sean has to come up with. I, I know what I'm probably going to come up with, but we'll see. So we'll be right back after these messages. Ported Radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. 
All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Bristol County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. We got something for just about everybody. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin, our usual spot on Tuesdays, 413-445-5943. Nice to be joined by Ralph Romeo. Three things I would say would be a pitch clock, which we talked about, you know, for pitches, and also, too, a lot more stealing, you know, stealing bases, get guys stealing bases. And uh, I would say to come back to the baseball how about how about a day where there's a discount on some tickets? How about like you know having a day where you know where you, you don't have to pay you know two hundred dollars for a seat? You know that would be kind of cool to bring people back to the baseball park. You know that can't afford it right now. So and how about how about also how about what they do in spring training where they mic up the players? There you and, go. And they do that in the All right. I mean, I think Ralphie was kind of saying too, yeah. more like how do you get the younger generation yeah, involved? Right. I think that would be great, you know, to start hearing the players talk to the announcers as they're like, well, because you'll see like a center fielder and a right fielder go to like. They'll both be going for ball at the same time. They'll both be like, whoa, that was close. Oh, my God, we almost ran into each other. You know, like right, things, like, right. things like that would be pretty fun. Exactly. Like uh, my friend Daniel McCartan, who's on WFAN, she says, uh, oh, we have a caller. She said about having uh, the players sign autographs in front. So, all right, good morning. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Hello. Hello, caller. Yes, good morning. How you doing, my friend? Who's that, Eddie? Yes, it is. Hey, what's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing all right. I missed you for the last couple of weeks. Been busy. Oh, listen, geez, that sucks. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it. But listen, I'll get back to that Buckshaw Walter. You know, he got the raw deal. You know, with the Yankees and and Baltimore. You know, and you know, give him a chance. You know, he's a smart man. 
You know, take him out of the broadcast booth and put him right back in the management. You know, he'll turn around. He'll turn around the Mets. You know, he, he oh, absolutely, never, he will. You know, got fired from the Yankees back in the nineties. You know, they gave the reins to Joe Torre. Fine, they won four championships. That's fine, but Steve should have been Torre's team. Oh no, uh, should have been Showalter's team. Steve Steve Cohen turned around the Mets playing checkbook baseball, <laughs> but, but we'll see how Showalter manages this, this team and this pitching staff. I think he'll do fine. I mean, they certainly have the talent and they certainly have the depth in pitching. You know. Uh, even with you know the acquisition of the what you would call it uh, what's his name from right, from right. Oakland but, and then they the have Tyrone Walker and you know, so Walter you yeah. know in his mind he knows the game and he'll put people in in in, in shape and he'll 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 get a team together you know I'm not I'm a Yankee fan I mean but right yeah. that's my next question for you why can't the Yankees sign Aaron Judge it was supposed to be Sunday and it's still lingering so your your thoughts on that Eddie what do you think uh, my thoughts right there is timing. You know what I mean? They wait so long. You know, they'll sign, like you said, they'll sign Stanton for 10 years. But what are they waiting for? That You can't sit on your hands, like you said, but it's all timing. Well, the thing is and that numbers. the... Yeah, but the thing is, they didn't do anything in the offseason. I mean, are you upset as a Yankee fan for taking $254 million and not spending it basically the right way or not going out and getting any of these players that have been proven? Like I said to Sean, Anthony Volpe better be a pretty damn good player because you had a chance to get Olsen, you had a chance to get Story, you had a chance to get Seager, and and the Yankees did nothing. I mean, you're right. going to... Yeah, and they're Donaldson. not athletic, and they're not athletic. He's on his way out. Huh? Donaldson. You know, they right, that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. Old, like you said. They didn't so, sign him. You know what they did? They traded for him, and they have two years at $50, $50 million, right, for two years, Sean, right? $25 million a year? Yep. So they'll do that. They'll pick up a 36-year-old guy, uh, you know, with two years left on his contract for $50 million, but they won't go out and sign Trevor Story or won't give Correa three years or whatever. The, what did the Twins give him, 150 mil or something for three years, whatever the hell it was? Right. Uh, it's ridiculous. Right, and you got to. And, and, and the you're going to have to. Look, I said like a, a month ago. You, they're going to have to sit with Gary Sanchez, and I'm glad we're not with him anymore. Well, thank you know God. I mean? Yeah, right. But that's my point. You know what I mean? But you get Donaldson back. We just had him like what a year and a half ago. But now you have Higashioka and this this Ben Horvath, who I know nothing about, who's basically a defensive guy. So what are you going to do? Higashioka's going to hit 190. Is that, is that, you know? Is that your starting catcher? That's your starting catcher now. Now, he's yeah. not bad defensively. He's not a bad catcher defensively. That, that he has was, a pretty was, good arm. That but, was Cole's guy, right? Huh? Yeah, that was Cole's personal guy. Yeah, Cole, Cole's but personal catcher, game. right? We'll see what happens when the big show starts. Yeah, here's a, one more before I, before I hang up here. Yeah, no problem. All right? Thanks for calling, too, Buffalo, by the way. okay? They, they get a big stadium fine. Why couldn't the Giants do that 15 years ago? Instead of building MetLife Stadium, you know what I mean. I don't know, but they charge a hell of a lot more for seats once they built MetLife Stadium. They really didn't need a new stadium. Parking in the tolls, they could have built a stadium. You know, forget about the Jets. I mean, but a new giant stadium in Manhattan. This is going back before MetLife Stadium was even built. Right. I mean, but they but they go to bat for the Bills, the state of New York. Right. And well, that's because they're playing in New Jersey. They could have had a, a, a stadium. <laughs> Stay out of New Jersey. That place is a dump anyway. <laughs> not every place in New Jersey is a dump. So certainly not no, Wantage. We know about Wantage, New Jersey. There, Sean, right? Absolutely. <laughs> One of the well, most sexy voices in the country is in Wantage, right? Oh, you have a good day, my friend. All righty. Thanks for calling, man. Eddie checking in from Pittsfield, right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Uh, can talk. we sh- can we shift gears? Yes, for a yes. Second I here? want to talk about college basketball. Absolutely. My, my, my absolutely. I, I, I grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. I moved here when I was right. eleven, but. 
Duke and UNC were always on my television screens. But who do you up. like better, Duke or North Carolina? I mean, who's North, your team? North Carolina. Good, I thank mean, God, because I hate Duke. You, I hate Duke. I mean, it's it's, it's it, how uh, you know how great is it? How classic is it that they faced each other 257 times? Never have they faced each other in the NCAA tournament. North Carolina has the chance to have Coach K's last two losses come at their hands. Right, you know they beat would, right. They yeah, beat you know him at the end of the season. Do you know what that would do for a story? For you know, no North Carolina or Duke fan would ever be able to, you know, <laughs> talk to, or like, you know, North Carolina fans would be like, "Ha, we got that on top of you." But yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was kind of rooting for both teams in the tournament because I wanted to see them face each other. Oh yeah. But yeah, when it, at the end of the day, I'm a heels fan. There you go. So. I mean, Hubert Davis has done an excellent job, and, and that team has really grown throughout the, you know, last what maybe. You know, half of the season, and they've really come together, played well. Love is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game. I hope North Carolina wins, and I, I really have to congratulate uh, Coach Holloway and the job that he did uh, at St. Pete. And he might go back to his old alma mater over at, uh, with the Pirates of uh, Seton Hall, perhaps as a head coach now or someplace else. He certainly is going to be a, a, a viable candidate for a lot of jobs around the country uh, that are opened up for him. So, uh, congratulations to St. Pete's. And off, obviously, I picked Kansas to win the whole thing. They're in. I picked Villanova in the Final Four. Those are the only teams that made it that I picked. Uh, the other ones, I picked Texas Tech. They lost and also picked, obviously, Kentucky, and they lost in the first round. It's amazing how Calipari gets such great players around the country, but for some reason, not a particularly great game coach. They seem to bow out real quickly sometimes, and then sometimes they go through the tournament. But what, what amazes me about Coach Krzyzewski this year is how young this team really is and how what a great job. He might have done his best coaching job this season, but I can't believe he's 75 years old. This is the that cra- blows my mind. The crazy part is he, this is his last Final Four, and the new coach for North Carolina, his first Final Four. And he yeah. was so emotional after the game, he was crying. He almost made me start crying as <laughs> I was watching the game. And, you know, you knew the whole game, St. Petersburg had nothing. Or St. Peter's. Yeah. But oh, did you know they how, how irrelevant they were at the beginning of the year, St. Peter's? They played a game at 6 o'clock in the morning just so they could be televised. They had to win their conference tournament in order to get into the tournament itself. Right. And then they make an incredible run. It was just a great run. It really was. It was a wonderful thing. They were the first 15th seed, you know, to get as far as they did into the, into the Elite Eight. So, so who do you like? Um, Villanova and um, do we get a call? Oh, who do you like? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, man, we're 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 kicking butt today. This is good. (laughs) Good morning, you're on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I speaking with? Oh, this is Cindy Romeo. Hey, what's up, Cind? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing much. I just heard you mention me on the radio a few times. Oh yeah, absolutely. We wanted you so to be you our spokeswoman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you go. You can commute up to Pittsfield from Wantage. That's <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> I commuted to uh, Pennsylvania uh, the other day, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? We're in Pennsylvania. I lived there for twelve years. So, as we call it, Pennsylvania. I don't know what it was called. It started okay. with an M, and it was a long name. That's all I remember. Okay. We have Bird in Hand. I've heard that one before. Blue Balls. That's another one. Yeah, and oh that's some God. funny. Yeah, there's some fun. There's some funny <laughs> names. There's some really funny names in uh, Pennsylvania as far as towns go. Yeah, there's some really strange names. Anyway, so uh, who lived there to make these names? You what? Who lived there to make? These I, names? I have no idea. Who knows? I mean, we're going way back. So, uh, do you like college basketball? I am not a huge sports fan. <laughs> I, I know nothing about sports. I just called because I heard you talking about me. Okay. <laughs> it was only good good things, you know. Well, so. folks, you heard what Ralph said, I, now you hear it for real. Yeah, now you're... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
wonderful. I got to go. It was good talking to you guys. All right, Sam. Have a good day. Yeah, hon. Thanks, right. thanks for calling. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> That's so sweet. I know the... <laughs> that the was first great. time I heard her voice, it sounded like Buck Owens' wife. It was really beautiful and same kind of very sultry voice. So, anyway, I'm thinking, wow, three callers and <laughs> fast, you know. But uh, anyway, four one three four four five five nine four three. Getting back to what we were talking about, college basketball. Um, so, who do you like in the Villanova um, uh, Kansas game? I haven't been that impressed with Kansas. Um, but, Did you but, watch the second half? But I'm saying I haven't been that impressed to start the tournament. Oh, okay. But they've, they've come on on fire lately so i like kansas i like a kansas unc final you like so you like unc tonight but you know what really i mean not tonight you know what I mean, this drives me absolutely out of my mind is these these games that don't start till nine o'clock that's at night. ridiculous saturday eight 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 forty eight p.m or something ridiculous. like that the unc game yeah. I'm like really <laughs> you know that's going to be a huge game for the east coast i mean people on the west coast don't really care about that it's a regional game you're going to make people wait till nine o'clock to watch this thing it's not i'm usually in bed by nine o'clock yeah that's what they do they they start the game at nine o'clock by the time the game ends it's midnight by the time they cut the nets down one shining moment the whole nine yards and suddenly you realize it's 12 30 at night and you're and you're ready for bed you know and it's like they should put it on earlier they really should i you know I mean, if Arizona was in it, I could understand, you know. Boy, they got knocked out. I was, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't pick them for the Final Four, but they're a good team. But I was really surprised they didn't, they didn't go as far as they did. And, uh, but, like, getting back to Coach even this last year, but North Carolina beat them in the last, you know, week at, at Duke's, you know, home, home court, which is really impressive. And Hubert Davis used to play for the Knicks, so I'm really happy for Hubert. I mean, you know, a good guy, not the greatest player, but a, a, a Nick at one point, and, uh, Really happy for him. And like I said, you know, Shaquille Holloway, he's going to be getting some some calls as far as coaching jobs. But uh, it was a remarkable, remarkable run for St. Peter's. You love – that's what makes the tournament great. You know, it's not the mid-majors, the small teams, you know. But it's I think it's kind of funny when you think about it that, you know, Kansas is there again. Again. And Carolina is there again. again. And Duke is there again. again. You know. <laughs> You know, these are the you know the winningest teams you know in in NCAA history. You St. know, St. Peter's has nothing to hold to hang their heads low about, though. I mean, they should hold their heads high. They made history, Absolutely. first fifteen seed ever to make the Elite Eight. So incredible. I mean, and I, I just, um, it, it is rumored that he is going to go back to Seton Hall, Holloway. That's what I thought he was yeah. going to do. Yeah, there's a there's an opening for him for sure. Yeah, he did a remarkable job. I mean, I felt so bad the other day too. They got off to a terrible start. I was watching the game. I was flipping that between that and the Ranger game. And uh, they just, man, they were just, it, it was just like David versus Goliath at that point. And, uh, you know, at the half, they were up by like 19. I'm like, forget it. This game is over. There's no way. And they didn't really make any kind of a run, really, in the second half. So, But you know what? To get to the Elite Eight for that team and, and that program, Little St. Peter's in Jersey City, I think, is just absolutely remarkable, putting themselves on the map you know, for, for college basketball and certainly for basketball in New Jersey now with them and Seton Hall. And, you know, and, you know, when I was a kid, you know, like growing up in college days, in those days, you know, it, basketball in New York for college was fantastic. You know, you know, we had, you know, we had St. John's and obviously Seton Hall and so forth. And those were the days of the Big East. Those were wonderful days. And obviously it's not the same, but uh, those days with, you know, Georgetown and, you know, Providence and Boston College and just great days of college basketball, you know, and, uh, so uh, yeah, how about, it was a how remarkable the, run. How about the UConn women's made what their 14th straight Unbelievable. final four. Yeah, I mean Amazing. Jim Calipari. I mean not Jim Calipari. Uh, Gino Ariemi. I was going to say Gino. Jim yeah, Calipari, G- Gino yeah. Ariemi. Yeah. I get those names. It's easy. <laughs> it's to, Italian name, yeah. you know. 
But what an incredible right. Uh, right, Ralph, isn't Romeo a little bit slow, smaller and <laughs> wantage? Yeah, <laughs> wantage. You know what? I lived in New Jersey in Fort Lee as a kid. I don't even know where Wantage is, man. I got to get on the map to find this place. Like, it's so funny. They might be the only people actually in Wantage. If you know anybody else in Wantage, give us a call right now. 413-445-5943. Number to call 1046 right here on WTBR Sports Talk. We'll come back and uh, maybe talk a little NHL, talk a little bit about more baseball. And, uh, you know, April 7th, it's coming up as opening day. I was going to say it's my opening day, too, next week, too, for a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, some procedure there. But uh, it should be okay. So, But anyway, we'll be back with uh, more WTBR Sports Talk right after this message is. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org start. Just when you thought radio was getting dull, WTBR has something to brighten up your night. Really? It's called TBR After Hours, and overnight Saturday at midnight, you'll hear a solid hour of a recording artist or band, the hits, as well as deep traps with limited commercial interruption. Impressive. Most impressive. TBR After Hours is hosted by The Minster. Isn't that the same guy you hear on classic TBR? Hmm. It's TBR After Hours, overnight Saturday at midnight, right here on WTBR, and also available on podcast. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of disabled individuals as they navigate the world around us. We wish to shed light on and open your eyes to a new perspective of people with disabilities. Listen to Wheeling the Pathways of Life every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on WTBR 89.7 FM with a live simulcast on Access Pittsfield, cable channel 1301. Larry Kreka here from Nothing But Old 45s inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music ever recorded like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. No nonsense, no messing around, just 100% pure rock. Unplug your appliances. We need the power. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin for another about 10 or so minutes talking sports with you. 413-445-5943 if you want to get a call in before we say goodbye for the day. And uh, I was going to say uh, the uh, the Bruins uh, rocked the Islanders the other night and the Rangers are won against Pittsburgh, a really impressive win. And then the other night they played Buffalo and they were up 2-0. And all of a sudden before you knew it, Buffalo was up 3-2, but they came back and won in overtime. So I'm really psyched for NHL playoffs. I can't wait. So hopefully everybody stays healthy. But it was interesting to see the Rangers have had such a good year, but they were still seventh, you know, as far as numbers goes to uh, get to the cup final within the conference. There were six teams ahead. And and, and rightly so, because uh, obviously Sisterkin has not played in the playoffs before. And it's a young 
young team. So, you know, there's a lot of question marks. We don't really know going to the playoffs what's going to be. But but Chris Drury, you know, who was a you know terrific player, obviously, with Colorado and Buffalo and the Rangers. And uh, he's uh, added some really nice pieces uh, to the uh, mix with uh, uh, some some excellent pl- well, role players. You know, guys like guys like Andrew Kopp and, uh, and Taylor Mott and uh, those guys. Are, and actually Frank Vetrano, who scored two goals the other night in about 18 seconds. And they got him from Florida. He played for the Bruins at one time, Frank Vetrano. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, traded him down to Florida. And they, uh, obviously the Rangers picked him up for a fourth-round pick. What a steal. That was for Chris Drury. So uh, 413-445-5943, about 10 minutes left. And to go, I just want to send my best out to my buddy, my buddy Mike, who's listening, whose dad just passed last night. Uh, Ray was a fantastic guy. And, Michael, if you're listening out there, we love you. And uh, my prayers and drive safe and uh, and just all the best, man. Your dad was an amazing person. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to tell, tell you that uh, I hope you're doing okay today, man. So, uh God bless, and uh, and he was a wonderful guy. Uh, that's my buddy Mike's dad. So uh, who loves sports, love baseball, and uh, you know, terrific guy. So four one three four four five. We got a call right here. So let's go to our phones. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. Good morning. Hello. Hey, Robbie. What's going on? Hey, who's this? Hey, what's up, Gerard? How you doing, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Good show today. Always Thanks, listening. man. That's Thanks so much. Call, but I'm always listening. Yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. You know what? I wanted, I wanted to say, I was going to ask you about your Yankee point last night, huh? What's that? I was going to ask you about the Yankee point you were making. Maybe Sean can comment too, because you were talking about how you think this team can actually win a World Series, and I said, there's, I don't think there's any way the Yankees can win a World Series unless they add their pitching or get some like a legitimate well, I, I, leadoff hitter, some speed. I think they can because look, they're they're built for the regular season. They're going to win ninety to one hundred games like they always do. And if they're right in the thick of it, I, in the, at the trade deadline, they'll go and pick somebody up like they always do. I, think, I just don't look, think the Braves did it last year. The Braves were, in, you know, they were under 500 for most of the season until, you know, the All-Star break, and they made some moves when they saw that the Mets were faltering and the, the division was for the taking. So I think they can. But why don't they go on and get some pitching now? I mean, I don't understand. You got Glaber playing second and LeMayu? You're going to take LeMayu out of the line as a gold glove second baseman to put Glaber in there? I just, I don't get it. I'm sure he's going to play third LeMayu and they're going to play Glaber short when they don't play Falafa. But yeah, I just, I don't know, man. There's something about this team that bothers me. You know, it's not, I I thought the team last year was better. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) I don't know, you know, so. Hey, hey, Sean, I wanted to ask you a question. And being up there in New England, are you hearing any scuttlebutt about uh, Brady coming to Miami? Because we're hearing a lot of that talk down here that there's, trying to make a move to get him down here. I read a couple articles that said that he was trying to force his way out of Tampa. And then um, one of the leading Patriots uh, uh, guys, Tommy Curran is his name. He works for Comcast Sportsnet. He said that would that, that's, that makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, but if it does, I, so yes, I have heard those rumors. If it does happen, I will officially not watch football anymore. <laughs> I'm only being sarcastic about that. Of course I will. But yes, I have heard those rumors. And... I hope that if he does get traded, he goes out and finishes his career with the 49ers because I do not want to see him in that division with the Dolphins. Rob knows I'm like the biggest Brady fan, even though I'm a Dolphin fan. <laughs> He's a Dolphin fan that loves Brady. You figure that one out. It's counterintuitive. It's just right. yeah, insanely ridiculous. You guys have loaded up the roster and up this offseason. Just use Tua, okay? We'll be fine with that, thanks, as a Pats fan. <laughs> yeah, but but Tua, Tua can't get him the ball downfield. I, I think Brady can. I think... Well, listen, this is last year in Tampa, and, and I know there's some ownership possibilities for him in Miami, from what I'm hearing. So maybe he finishes his career one more year in Miami. I mean, they've got some electric wide receivers. They say they're the fastest duo in, in the NFL. 
Um, so who knows? Maybe he comes out here and finishes his career, wins another Super Bowl. So what do you think about your Mets? I'll check two more times. Yeah, what do you think about your Mets this year? Uh, I think the Mets the Mets have a great lineup. Um, I think the bullpen is going to be the problem uh, as it is the last as it has been the last couple of years. I just I have no faith in Ed Luz Diaz. Uh, he has blown way too many games. Uh, I you know. Uh, so what do they do? What's the no solution? So what's the solution? Who's the who's the closer out there? They got they need to go get. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, and also too. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. Isn't Josh Hader available, or is he yes. still available? I, you know that I'm not sure about, but he was at one time, I believe, right? Right, Sean? From he's, Milwaukee. He's, he's, he, you'd have to give up a King's Ransom for him, but he's available. Yeah. I mean, they need, I mean, and they have a plethora of players. I mean, you got Cano, you got a, you know, a cluster of, you know, between Cano and McNeil, and they could trade a J.D. Davis. Where's J.D. Davis playing this year? Who wants Cano, though? Well, that's the thing. Well, they, they, nobody yeah, wants the no, contract. Cano's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not going but anywhere. Right. That. They, they, have, they have McNeil, they have Davis, and they have... Um, Dom Smith. Um, McNeil's been on the block for a while. Smith that, that could, they could trade. Well, the thing about Dom Smith, he's going to play first base because obviously Alonzo's going to DH now. I know you hate the DH, so, I mean, are you, ups- are you that upset that the pitcher is no longer uh, you know, batting in the National League? I mean, I, I hate when the pitcher bats, uh, batting 145 uh, this season and... You know, comparable to Joey Gallo. I've been a my whole life. I mean, to me, you pitcher bats. It's, but it's not a big deal. I mean, I think it'll benefit the Mets because, you know, they can, they can get both Dom and Pete in the lineup at the same time. Right. You don't have to have Cano, who's got limited range at second. You can have DH him. So I think it benefits the Mets. At the end of the day, I'd rather not see it, but it's not that big a deal to me. Were you surprised? Yeah. Showstopper for me. Were you surprised that the uh, that the Islanders didn't make any moves at the trade deadline? This is a real Islander no, fan, folks. By the way, they're way too far back. They're like nineteen or twenty points back with a few games to play. I know, but I'm saying, well, is, oh, you're talking right. about in terms of being a seller. Well, yeah, being a seller, making the team younger, maybe getting draft picks, maybe trading oh, a Brock oh. Nelson while he's having a really good season. I mean, I just didn't quite understand what Lou Lamorella was is doing. I mean, they did sign they did uh, sign Clutterbuck, I think, for two years, right? And they gave another extension to someone else. So they because they have a good young core of defense, but I was surprised when they net, let Nick Letty go, who I think is terrific. He's now, uh, you know, uh, I believe a member of the. Uh, is he did he get traded to Colorado? I can't remember. Oh, no, St. Louis. He got traded to St. Louis, and then they let Jordan Everly get away, who was a terrific player for them last year, and there was a lot of chemistry on that line. So I didn't quite understand, you know, the signing of Paul Mary. They signed Paul Mary for a couple more years. Uh, you know, and, you know, Lou loves him, you know, from the Devils and, and Devil days, but. Uh, Anyway, I was just going to get your thoughts on that. So, so as far as Buck Showalter goes, you got to be happy about Buck, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Finally, we got an adult in the room. Absolutely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I you mean, know. the the uh, the way the team was last year constituted, with, and uh, you know that fight with McNeil and Lindor, and it, it, nobody stepped in. Adult, everybody stepped in to, to squash it. No, so so yeah, I'm not the biggest. I don't believe that much of the manager make that much of a difference, but I think he certainly will control this clubhouse and will get people, you know, pointed in the right direction. So for that, I like it. Is Lindor going to have a bounce back season? It's going to be interesting to see how he handles analytics uh, or is told what to do um, because he's such an old school guy. But um, it's it's certainly an upgrade over Rojas. I don't think there's any question about that. The guy's a winner. Just on here with Gerard down in Florida, my buddy from. Growing up these in New York, right here on WTBR 89.7, right here at 10.57. Got about a minute left to talk to you. Hey, listen, um, as far as the um, uh, the Mets go, who do, you, who do you see, you know, having the best year as far as pitching-wise? Do you see DeGrom or, or Scherzer? I mean, what do you think of the rotation, and especially the end of the rotation as far as their depth goes? Well, 
I love the rotation. I mean, uh, you know, if you're going to have uh, DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, one, two, three, I mean, it doesn't really matter who your four or five is. They got this guy Peterson coming back who had a good year right, two years right. ago. Uh, Walker, Walker was strong the first half of the season last year. I think I, I love the rotation. I mean, obviously the big thing is if healthy, but every team can say that. But if healthy, they, they, should, they should dominate. I mean, uh, I'm looking, you know, they should have a team ERA in the low threes, I would think. Obviously, you know, you, you need you need to to stay healthy. He can't, you know, he can't be pitching five innings and then bowing out. He right, needs to, right. To go six, seven innings. Already um, running out of time. Gonna, you know, <laughs> know. This is crazy. The show is almost over. It's, right? a, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, yeah, I think I think the rotation's really good. I think you're absolutely right, though, about the bullpen. I don't trust Diaz at all. So, but anyway, man, yeah. thanks for giving us a call. I really appreciate yeah, stuff. Yeah, go ahead. We'll see. So. Hope everybody's good down there. Send my best to everybody, all right? Hope the kids are well and hope sisters are well and stuff and send my best to mom and so forth. So, all right. Yeah, I should have Melusis on next week. So I, I just wrote to Mark. So he'll be hopefully be on next week. So that'll be fun to have Moose on. I, I tell you, Moose is like the best guy right now on the fan that I listen to. I mean, he really is. So, but I talked to Tiki Barber yesterday and Brandon Tierney. It's okay. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about the show. It's pretty, they're a pretty good show, though. Not too bad. So, but uh, yeah, I miss the yeah. moose, man. Anyway, brother, good to talk to you. I'm going to run. Yeah, so, care. all right, pal, love you. All right, talk to you soon. All right, it's my buddy Gerard. Another week in the books. Yeah, time goes so fast. Could you believe it? Another hour passed, but a good show. I'd like to thank our guest, Ralph Romeo, is always on Tuesdays. Thanks to the callers. We really appreciate it. Eddie, Cynthia, Eddie, Gerard. Yeah, Cynthia Four calls today. That might be a record, huh? Yeah, Cynthia was the best caller. We'll you shoot know. for half a dozen next week. Exactly. Anyway, tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Everybody stay well, stay safe. If you haven't got a vaccination, go out there and uh, do that thing you do. And uh, we'll see you in, uh, next Tuesday. Take care, everybody. Let's go, Brandon. Bye.